Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Greetings, everybody, and thank you for joining us today at Capital Weekly's weekly podcast. I'm joined by Tim Foster. Hello. And Jim Oldhaven. Hello. California Center for Civic Participation, better known as Capital Focus, and that is known for providing the roast, the annual roast that I think many of us in the Capitol have gone to and really have enjoyed. Um, Welcome, Jim. Thanks for coming. No problem. Um, How long has this roast been around? How long have we been roasting things in Sacramento here? Well, I, I think the first roast started in 1982. I think it was called the Speaker's Roast, and they had Willie Brown, and they invited every possible speaker. And uh, I wasn't at that roast, but uh, it was apparently pretty successful. It was put on by the Coral Foundation. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, it was a great, uh, great uh, going. But uh, then Tom Hober, who was the publisher of the California Journal, was at uh, that event. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he, he really liked it. And then a year passed, and there, there was no roast in 1983. And then 1984 uh, came along, and, and it didn't appear that the Coral Foundation was interested in starting the roast, or maybe Tom didn't hear about it. So Tom Hober uh, got a commitment from uh, George Duke Mason, who was the governor then, mm-hmm. and he went to the Coral Foundation. He said, you know, you know, we want to do the roast again. We got D- George Duke Mason committed. What do you guys want to do? So the Coral Foundation then joined in a partnership with the journal that lasted for about cool. four or five years. And was George Duke Mason then actually a... Uh, target of the roast. He was actually the roast. Yeah. Leader. So after the, the the speakers roast, then there was a year gap, and then they did the George Duke Mason roast. And I, I don't think maybe I was at that one, but anyway, it was 1984. I don't think of him. I don't think of George Duke Mason as Mr. Hollywood and Mr. Effervescent and buoyant. What? Well, I how think was he, he at that roast? I don't know because I wasn't there. But I, I think that despite his uh, taciturn uh, demeanor, he was uh, okay at the uh, roast. Yeah. yeah. I know uh, we've gone to the roast uh, Capital Weekly. Has a table there, right? Uh, we enjoy that. Tim and I have gone a number of times. So they, and and used to go back in the California Journal days. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's been around for for thirty four or some odd years, and mm-hmm. and uh, that's amazing to me. I was uh, maybe twenty four or twenty five when I started doing it, and wow. I, I inherited, it, I think, in nineteen eighty eight, and we could talk about that uh, a little bit later. But uh, uh, so it's from the. 25 years old and, and, you know, barely no left from right all the way to right now when I'm 60 years old yeah. and I'm still doing it. It's, it's a lot of fun. How many people um, show up on the average or typically at the roast? It seems to me millions of people are there. But. Well, well uh, everyone who's anyone is there. Yeah. That's the key. Well, in <laughs> uh, when Brulte was a roaster, um, we had, uh, that was at the Radisson and, and, and you got to, Jim Brulte is a Republican, and he's been uh, a leader of the Senate, leader of the Assembly, and he's uh, so good to the roast. He's been on it seven or eight times, along with many others like Lockyer and so on and so forth. But anyway, uh, Brulte uh, really got the roast going, and and we're we're at the Radisson, and they go up to 1,000 people. And I think that we had like 850 folks, and that was probably the biggest roast ever was that. And then... Uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, he's now, uh, you know, he was almost elected Speaker of Congress. Well, he was once here in our legislature. He was the leader of the Assembly. He had a roast on his last year out. And Brulte uh, called his folks up and they said, you know, you're getting pretty close to the the record. I don't think you're going to beat it. 
So uh, with about two weeks to go, uh, McCarthy and his folks, they got on the, uh, I, I should not say, um, I think his folks, his political people, they got on the, on the phone and they, they had 10 tables sold in, the, in, in five wow. days. Wow. And that took us, you know, maybe right up to Brolte's record. How do you come up with who the, who the roastee is going to be? How do you decide who that is? Well, um, first of all, actually, is anybody raising their hand? Is anybody saying, hey, Jim, you can roast me next year because, you know, they want exposure? Or is you it- can only imagine that fun-loving Jerry Brown must be just waiting <laughs> to be roasted. Well, you, you know, Jerry Brown is a, a separate story. We'll get into that uh, in a minute. But, oh, yes, please. Uh, first of all, back to the, the record. So Rassen went up to 1,000, but uh, four or five years ago, we yeah. changed to the Sheridan Hotel. They only fit 600, but we had to do that because uh, the, the, the Radisson, they had some new owners there, yeah. and they, they, uh, they put in a casino. And so you could hear the ching, ching. But anyway, so the people had to walk by that uh, that that ringing, and you know it just they lost their their effort to do the big event. So we moved over to Sheridan. Yeah. So now it's relatively easy to fit six hundred. So go back to your it's, original it, question. It, just one thing on the Sheridan. It's close by. Yeah. It's easy to get to. Oh my gosh! I remember out at the Radisson going crazy with the parking. Down here, I can, you know, I can we can actually park in our own lot at, in our lavish parking lot at 11th and H, and it's not a it's a nice walk. It's easy to get. It seems to me a lot more convenient. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, uh, let, let me just point out because uh, it's only a few days until the roast, and I don't think you could get in. Maybe you come down and get in, sneak in, but um, pay uh, some a fee. But uh, Kevin DeLeon is a roastee. He's the Senate President Pro Tempore. Uh, uh, Fabian Nunez is the MC. Uh, uh, Jim Brulte, the chair of the Republican Party, is a roaster. Uh, Speaker Anthony Rendon is going to be there. Uh, Speaker Emeritus Tony Atkins is also a roaster. Uh, Hannah Beth Jackson and I think uh, Janet Napolitano is going to do a video, a short video. So that's, that's this year. Uh, and, anyway. this, and the date on that is it's the last day of um, the month. Correct? Yeah, we always do it on the, the Tuesday after Memorial Day. So this year that's uh, May 31st. How long in advance do people have to register or sign up or, you know, or the um, reservations you have to make? I'm not sure how that would work. Yeah, that uh, a lot depends on when I get the roasty, when they say yes, and, yeah. we, and, and we can get to that. Um, uh, you know, um, I, I would say probably two and a half months is when some people start. And, and I've got a, a crew of folks who have come to the event every year since you know 20 years ago and and most of our customers come from that core group uh-huh. and so some of them sign up you know two and a half months in advance and some of them wait until th- two or three weeks before the event there's a um, lot of networking going on there too you know you you come in and before the roast starts and the lights are still up people are wandering around and oh, yeah. saying hello and i think a lot of people come to the roast specifically for that first for that half oh the hour reception before the, yeah, <laughs> yeah before it starts yeah well, you probably have more legislators at that reception, and their staffers at that reception than any place outside of the Capitol. Oh, it's it's incredible. Um, you know the reception. You know, I, I like to say there's uh, 500 people there. There's five bars going on, and there's a jazz band. Although you really can't hear what the jazz band is playing because people are all yakking, yakking, yakking. Um, it, it goes for uh, 60 to 75 minutes, and it gets louder and louder and louder. And so I've I've tried to figure out. Well, how do I get people to their seats at about 7.15 or so? And so I came up with a tradition that Tom Perrin, who is the jazz trumpeter, he's a friend of mine, and he's been playing the, the roast for many, many years. He gets up and he goes, 
And he does that several times, and then some people look up, and, they, and, and now it's kind of conditioned, and people start moving to their seats. But I usually have to send some people around to kind of get yeah. people to sit down. And I feel kind of goofy because I'm up there going, all right, everybody, uh -oh. sit down. And they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're, they're you know, people of power, and I'm not necessarily don't have a lot of power. So anyway, it's kind of Well, like you do early. there. Well, yeah, one day I do, I guess. Jim rules the roast with an iron fist. <laughs> well, uh, let me tell you a story about that, if you don't mind. No, go, go for it. Okay, this was in uh, 2002. It's uh, at the Radisson, where, um, and um, that was the year that the Kings were in the playoffs, and it was the, the archetypical Kings team with Weber and Bibby and all those people. And... and um, so, so the game was on, and, and, and uh, the, the people in the panel, the roast panel, one of whom was Bill Lockyer, who was attorney general at that time, he said, oh, come on, Jim, let's, let's let the people go to the, to the uh, reception to the, watch the game for just a few minutes. I go, all right. So they, they went, and we started the, the roast way late because of that. And then Bippy hit that shot that is the, the archetypical moment in King's history, right? And people are, yay, and then half the room left. Oh. <laughs> and, and this is a roast of, of Herb Wesson, okay? And Herb Wesson was a, a good speaker, and he, uh, you know, the art of him was in the state capitol. Uh, it, it was a hot tub, and it was, he had a gavel. Was that Everybody, a Christopher illustration? Yes, it was. Uh, Christopher, yeah, he was great. He's no longer with us now, unfortunately. But so, so uh, Herb Wesson, and, and to boot, this roast had more... Uh, sort of auxiliary things that were associated with other than just the roasters. Yeah. So we were there until, I think, after 11 or 11.30. Uh, <laughs> I think I was at that one. Yeah, but, so, but anyway, and even at the time, I'm going, oh, my God, people are never going to come again. But now it's kind of legendary, you know. <laughs> so you, you mentioned the artwork um, that go on, <laughs> the, the illustrations of the roasties that go on the programs. Right. Um, How is that put together and how who, who does that? You know, I, I think the art is probably the, the, the most fun that I have as, a, as the director of the, this roast. <clears throat> uh, it comes, you know, as soon as we get the confirmation from the roastee. Uh, we've had uh, some artists. Um, Conrad was someone I, I didn't know, but he, he did a couple way back when. Um, uh, Christopher Van Overloop, who was mm -hmm. actually the, the artist for the journal for many years. Mm -hmm. He had uh, 10 or 12 or so. Uh, and, and we had uh, now Sandra Hoover has been doing it. So, so basically they, they come in and we ask the roastee, well, well, how do you want to do the art? Do you want to kind of, you want to go a little bit further and have a, a caricature and some symbolic things or you just want to render it? And most people say that they definitely want to do uh, uh, a caricature. Mm -hmm. uh, so so uh, they sit down and, and we brainstorm a list of what they can be doing. So with uh, Steinberg, for instance, a great roast in 2010, we had Schwarzenegger and all those people. But Steinberg, we have him at the top of the Capitol, and he's holding, I don't know what he's holding, but these uh, things are all spinning into his uh, the top of his, his uh, funnel, and down below are all these things. So, so I, I don't know, you, uh, this is not a good picture of it, but it was really <laughs> an incredible art. <clears throat> The best art, though, was uh, John Burton in 1998. Uh, John Burton, I don't know if you know, but he was a total basketball guy, and he knew the names of all the college players. And my dad, who collects college cards, he gave me a bunch of things from the 1950s, and I gave them to Senator Burton. He goes, oh, I know that guy, and I know that guy. So anyway, we had Senator Burton soaring over the Capitol like with a basketball in his hand like he's going to and long hair. 
and he's like he was going to dunk it. And he loved <laughs> that picture so much that he kept it in his Senate office building, hung up on the wall for many years. Oh, that's great. And uh, that was my, my favorite piece of art. And, and I think the thing that was so special about it is it was kind of simple. I mean, it wasn't like Via Ragosa's the next year, which had uh, the... the um, L.A. City Hall and the Capitol and, and mirrors and cameras and a lowrider and all these busy things. And, uh, but it was just John Burton soaring over the Capitol. Anything ever uh, embarrassing, particularly any moments, embarrassing moments stand out? Boy, there could be, that could be an hour-long discussion when you're talking about the California Rose. Well, let, let me go back to the, uh, the Herb Wesson event. So um, uh, I, I was up there, and I decided – we have to get the event started. That was in my mind. And, and I, I was on the microphone and I was about to call everybody back. And Bill Lockyer, who was the attorney general, walked up on the stage and, and grabbed me by the arm. He said, I am making an official arrest of the California Roasty impresario based on the Sacramento Kings. He cannot start the thing. And, it, and I was just laughing at that point. He took me off the stage and so that was another 15 or 20 minutes that we had to wait for the event to start. That was kind of embarrassing. But, you know, it was all part of the, the whole uh, thing that was going now, on. Now, what does the Rose benefit? I know everyone goes to the Rose. Right. Do, do people understand what the benefit, you know, what the programs that are well, benefiting from the Rose yeah, are? Yeah, you know, it's, it's the, the, the capital-focused program. Well, first of all, um, we are a nonprofit, uh, the California Center for Civic Participation. And full disclosure, you, you helped us get off the ground. You know, Capital Weekly is a nonprofit as well. Mm -hmm. yep. When we were trying to figure out exactly how all that all worked, Jim and, and the California Center helped us, you know, through two yeah. or three years of, of figuring out you know, how that it, worked. You know, it's such a, a warm feeling in my heart that you're now an independent nonprofit and, and, and flourishing. Uh, so, so we helped you guys, and, and we helped another group called She Shares. Oh, yeah. They do a, kind of a, a, a women's program, and they have Maria Shriver, Harris. And, and I'm sorry? Is it Maria Shriver involved in that? Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and we have a mentor program. So th those are some things we do on the side. Our core program is called Capital Focus. What we do is we bring um, 100 or, or so kids to Sacramento, and these are not kids that are the student body president, not kids who are high up in their class, but they're just regular kids. And we, we uh, uh, show them the state government issues and processes. And we, we do that in such a way that we, we don't, I don't care if they know the three branches of government or any of that kind of stuff when they come to Sacramento. We put the issues on the table, uh, uh, Whatever it might be, uh, parental consent for abortion is one we used to start off with. But we didn't let the kids talk about abortion per se. We said, when is it right for a parent to, to interject in a conversation? Because that was, as you know, the legislature had that bill, but it was uh, there was a court stay in it. And so it was a, an ongoing issue. So we started with that, and we moved to environmental issues and transportation issues and all kinds of issues. And we always presented uh, all different sides of those issues. So as an organization, we don't have a point of view. We're trying to encourage democracy, encourage critical thinking. So Capital Focus really was our primary program. Uh, you know, we've been around for 30 years, and, and I have a little piece of paper here that has probably 30 or 40 different sort of short-term and long-term programs that we've done uh, uh, 
and, and some of them that, that were really, really incredible were called policy leadership programs. So, so capital focus was in the middle of those programs, but that was just in the middle. Uh, on the front end, the kids were out in the communities. They had, they had an adult coordinator. They were up and running. And, and uh, uh, they did surveys and everything to do before the issues. They did projects related to the issues, and then they did policy. And so it went for a whole year. And, and uh, uh, so we were part of uh, these movements funded by these foundations, many of them, uh, uh, Robert Wood Johnson, uh, Kellogg Foundation. And, and uh, so our kids were part of a long-term democracy strengthening program. And do you have any big success stories? Any of your capital focus students go on to become, you know, assembly speaker or anything like that? Well, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, you know, it, it costs money to evaluate programs. And so it, it, 10 or 15 years ago, uh, someone wanted to give me $50,000 or $100,000. I wasn't thinking about evaluation. I was thinking about doing, oh man, let's do a program. Let's bring some more people here, or do this and do that. Um, so, so evaluation has been a weak point, but we've been around for so long that people start to come back. And, and uh, 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 so for instance, um, Rosaba Gonzalez, she is um, a district office uh, uh, person for uh, Senator Fran Pavley. She called me one day and she said, are you guys still doing Capital Focus? Because I'm here now and Capital Focus was instrumental to my thinking. Oh, that's great. And, and I'm getting chills thinking about it. And she said, you know, there's a, I, I know a guy who's uh, in the uh, district attorney's office. He's down in Orange County. He was part of that program too. So, so um, we, we take kids who uh, didn't quite have an aptitude for state government or politics and things like this, and we don't want to get them in. I don't care if they're even they vote. I, I just want them interested yeah. in the issues, and and they go on and on. Uh, another one, some of you might know uh, Jamie Huff. She's the director yeah. of, of, I think, government relations for Southern California Edison. So I was talking to her and, and uh, talking about the benefits of the program, and they were coming close to con contributing. And then I went into my back room, and I was thumbing through, and, and, and I found this, this uh, booklet. It was uh, done by a high school student. Oh, wow. It was all the pictures of Capital Focus. And on the front, it said, such and such a high school comes to Capital Focus. And, you know, we don't keep a lot of those things because they're, they're the folks out in the field. But this was in our office. And there was Jamie Huff on the cover there. And Jamie Huff, she's a Republican, and Rosalba Gonzalez is a Democrat. So, so Jamie Huff uh, loved Capital Focus. She went to, uh, uh, she got a law degree, and now she's uh, Director of Government Affairs at Southern California. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that happy note, although the, we have another lawyer in the community now, I see, but um, thank you, Jim. Thank you very much for coming here today. Oh, no uh, problem. Yeah, with us. And, Tim, thank you. Hey, and, and we'll see, uh, hopefully we'll see all of our listeners at the roast in about what a week from today. Okay, we'll see you there. Hey, thanks. The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Coming.